Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. Follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. You won't. I know you won't. They They're will. Giving you the op because someone's already tweeted us. Have they? Yes. Clive. In what context? Clive Middleditch. I like him. I'm glad um, that would pick your way through that one. He says, Frank, you're into Merlin, aren't you? Answer me this. Why does Arthur always wear his chain mail around the house? That's a very good question, actually. He does always wear... He wears like, a he bit of shoulder <laughs> proper armour and, and a big chain mail suit. Why do doesn't think... he change into his nice, snuggly trackies like we do? He should have some linens or something like so. <laughs> well, he wears so- Yeah, but you're right, though. He does. He mm. does wear that. Oh, do you know what? They I'm were, not right. I've never seen it. They were no, I'm, spe- I'm speaking oh, okay. to uh, Middleditch. <laughs> there were different times, though. Maybe he's just got... <laughs> Harry a... Potter. I can't remember his first name, sorry. Hi. All I remember is written by George Eliot. <laughs> Maybe he's just suspicious. He thinks that one of his own staff might go for well, him and he keeps well, the kit well, on. Well, it turns out, um, you know... That, that he's spoiler been, um, alert. Yeah. That he, that, that a, let's put it this way. There's enemies very close to home at, mo- at the moment. <laughs> oh, OK. Thanks to the intervention of uh, Morgana... Oh, yeah. Merlin, so, those Merlin updates uh, throughout the show for you there. Yeah. Can yeah, I yeah. say so that... Um, if, if we keep any listeners, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, Merlin himself bas- basically dresses like someone in a boy band. He's, he's, he's paying almost no respect at all to the fact that this is supposed to be like the Dark Ages, as they were now. Oh, right. he, oh, is he gone to the anti- he anti- like a, shop? He wears like a suede jacket and... Oh. So, yeah, it's like they thought we want to make him a bit of a sex symbol. We don't want to dress him up old-fashioned. No one will notice. Oh. Uh, I, I had to say that um, a, a lady called Emmeline, Emmeline um, sent me uh, a mock-top photograph this week, having heard of my passion for the Merlin TV show, uh, showing um, Merlin and uh, Geese, is it Keys? Geese. Um, and the Richard Wilson character pointing mm-hmm. at uh, and admiring a poster of me on a wall, <laughs> which they've mocked up. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. Close I'll ever get to being in it, of course, because it's been pulled. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to start the show with a query, if I may. Mm. Um, I arrived this morning. I'm always first. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've got a bit of a throat, I'll be honest with you. Have you? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't come out quite as sexy as Emily's. It just, <laughs> it just hurts. Yeah. So I had uh, I had a lemsip. I got um, Sarah to uh, make one for me. Obviously, right. I'm, I'm using a taster. Sarah the poisoner. <laughs> Sarah the poisoner. I know, yeah. <laughs> but um, I always say, if ever I get anyone to make me a lemsip, be, be it um, a person I'm working with or be it, you know my girlfriend or whatever, I'll always say, don't put boiling water in it. Mm, because you? it says, don't put boiling water. Really? Why is that? This is news to me. My theory is there's something in Lemsip that will be killed by boiling water. <laughs> something vital. Right. right. But somebody said to me, no, no, it's just because boiling water is quite dangerous. <laughs> and I said, hold on. <laughs> Surely tea bags would have on them, don't use boiling water. Because it's very mm. hot. It's, it's, it's about as hot as it gets. Yeah. So if or, anyone or knows... If anyone can tell me why you don't put boiling water in Lemsip, I'd um, I'd love I'd to. I'd be know. much obliged. Yeah, I would be much obliged. <laughs> mm. I would be your um, 
as Derek Akora says to the spirits. An obedient servant. He does say that. He yeah. says that, yeah. Okay, so um yeah, so that's uh, that's the first text in. <laughs> Why can't I put boiling water in Lemsip? Doesn't 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 seem fair. Absolute absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was at a party last night, my first Christmas party of the year. Mm. Mm. Now, how would you interpret this? A man came up to me and said, uh, do you remember me? And right. I said, no. Depends on the year. If it was, <laughs> right? if it was the early 90s, you've had it. No, no, it's more recent than that. I said, no, I, I don't know. I don't know who you are. And he said, well, you know, I produced the show that you did. Uh-oh. Frank, did you actually say, no, I don't know who you are? Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Well, he asked me if I knew who he was. Yeah. It was a straight, you know, there's no way out. Can't go lying, can you? You've I couldn't got, yeah. say, well, I do and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, what I really couldn't say is, well, who wants to know? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so um, he, he said, and, I, and of course, I did know him, but mm. I said, God, you look, you look much better. Oh, my than, God. Uh, oh, I think that's a good tactic, that. No, it's true, though. Yeah, but I said, for I future said, reference, I said, it's I also, honestly, I think, a good I tactic. said, of course, I, you know, I remember it, but I said, but I, I didn't recognise you. You look much better. You, look, you know, your hair looks better. You look slimmer. You look great. Your hair? You commented on his hair. Yeah, he Has said he had a he weave. much better. Is it a weave? I don't know. Like Wayne Rooney. <laughs> and, um, no, look, you know, he looked, he looked great. And uh, I thought that's, you know, that's the best possible reason for not um, remembering, mm-hmm. recognising somebody. Yeah. And he said, uh, well, my wife did a runner, so I thought I'd better make a bit of an effort. Oh, oh God. And I said, oh, well, every cloud. <laughs> and... You what else actually can... said that. Uh, I did, yeah. Well, what else can you say to that? I suppose it's better than... Oh, I don't than, know. Um... How about I'm sorry to hear that? <laughs> or uh, that might or have done. too little too Instead late. Every know. cloud. <laughs> and oh. then... Um, now she's gone, you're looking good. Do you think you've and got this I, the wrong way around? No, that but then after, I, I thought, on the way back, I suddenly thought, well, maybe that wasn't... <laughs> maybe. maybe. That was a little <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, well, it was a, there was a lull in the sat-nav, and it just, it just <laughs> came to me. I've spent it with my partner, every cloud. <laughs> no, but, well, he said, my wife did a runner, was what he said. So I, and I thought, well, hold on a minute... <laughs> Uh, here I am beating myself up. Maybe his wife just did a runner. Maybe they were in a restaurant and his <laughs> wife did a runner. And him being a bit overweight and that couldn't keep up and the, the waiter grabbed hold of him and he had to pay. Yeah. So, so, since then, he's gone on a fitness regime. Whatever gets you through the night, if it helps you sleep better to think maybe that's what happened. He might have happened. meant that. He might have meant that, I think. I feel, I feel ill. Well, anyway. and um, Frank, we do have... Um, We've solved the Lemsip boiling water question. Oh, brilliant. What is it? Well, I can... Exp- qu- I asked, in case you've just tuned in, I asked why you can't put boiling water in Lemsip. There's a big warning on the packet. Actually, it's quite a small warning. Do you think there's people now that did just tune in going, oh, I missed that? <laughs> I, oh, think no. people, I think there's people tuning in that's had a, had a coal for seven years. <laughs> and they're thinking, well, I'm spending 80 quid a week on Lemsip. It's not doing anything. Well, and now they know why. Laura from London exclusively reveals that she I love she Laura says, from London. She says, hi, Frank. I think boiling water kills the effects of vitamin C. I remember reading about it in a scurvy book. Oh, I haven't read a scurvy book <laughs> for years. Not since I was um, with Bluebeard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked with him as a cabin boy for You've some time. You've worked with them all, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. He was... Um, 
He was fierce when he was roused, but you know he had a, he had a, a soft side to him, Bluebeard. Mm. At night he'd sit around and tell us tales of his. You know he'd been a cabin boy himself, work work with some uh, ruthless mm-hmm. characters, but he had some <laughs> quite funny stories. So when you read about Bluebeard, how terrible he was, I'm just saying there was a human side. He was he was all right with me. <laughs> is, is what I'm saying. Wasn't there a, was there a murderer called? Uh, Bluebeard as well, known as Bluebeard. Is that Bluebeard. the next text in? <laughs> We've done now, vitamin I C. What, I, I, I know who he is. If I remember rightly, there was a mass murderer called... Um, <laughs> yes, I thought that's who you were Bluebeard. referring to. And I was on about the original Bluebeard. Oh, okay. It was pirate. a pirate captain. But the... the, the Bluebeard was fond uh, of ladies murderer, as well, yeah. Yeah. They, um, I believe in court, if I remember rightly, <laughs> they asked... He, <laughs> there's a quote. There's a quote when Bluebeard said... Um, how do I know how many wives I've killed? I'm a murderer, not a mathematician. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I was walking along the banks of the River Thames. Is this a poem? No, it's... has uh, got an air of something being declared. I'm going to call it an anecdote. Oh, excellent. And, um... I, there was a, a family, I, I, they looked very much like a family. There was like a, a, a male and female of a similar age and three much younger people. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, French is what I'm saying. They sounded French to me. Um, they could have been uh, Belgian, I suppose. They might have been Walloons. <laughs> Nevertheless, they were... It, it, was, it was 10 o'clock and, uh, and Big Ben... Was just playing it. And as it began, they went, and then they fell about laughing like it was the funniest thing that had ever happened, ever. I felt a bit left out, I'll be straight with you. And I thought, it seemed to me. But it was, you know, these things that um, families, yes. every family's got their sort of in-jokes and their things that they do that no Your one sort else of gets. signature thing, yeah. You know, sometimes if you uh, start going out with someone, you go into their family and you d- discover these strange in-jokes yeah, that they've yeah. got and stuff mm. like that. Now, I could be wrong. Somebody will text in and say, oh, no, there's a popular French pop song to the tune of... I remember reading about the bloke who wrote that tune. Actually, it was actually composed. I think he was from Cambridge. Mm. And the fact that a bloke thought, oh, no, let me see now. Da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na. What, what do I want to do for the second half? <laughs> what about... Da-na-na-na, <laughs> da-na-na-na. Yeah, I'll do it. So anyway, um, I, I have a theory about these in-jokes. Mm. I, I think that some of the world's great comedy might be hidden away in the secret... Oh, vaults yes. of, of families. In the same way that on uh, Antiques Roadshow, someone goes and they oh. say, my grandmother had this up the attic for yeah, years. Yeah, little undiscovered gems. And, um, yeah, exactly. That sounded a bit ruder than I meant it to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, my, it's my grandfather's mommy fight. No. Um, the, the, the family have kept these great art treasures and no one knew about it, and then suddenly they're out on telly. Mm. And I, I, what I would like any listeners, if you've got any like, in-jokes or things that you always do, let us know. 
Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a bit like a, a radio presenter, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because we always had stuff like my things that my dad always said. Not even jokes. Oh, yeah. Just you see, the other day, um, my I call her my mother-in-law, although uh, Catherine and I oh, aren't, aren't actually married. Yeah, Sandy. She she bought me a a, a pair of cufflinks. Oh, that nice. was nice, Frank. What was yeah. that in aid of? Um, well, I've just had my ears pierced. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm looking for something a bit chunkier. Lovely. I find um, a lot of the earrings on the market are very, very fine. Mm. <laughs> so, um, no, what they, what they were, they're little books. Oh, nice. They're little, and they're leather covers, and you can open them, and they've got pages. Wow. That and really um, good. she said to me, I've got you these. Do you want me to um, fill the pages in? I said, no. <laughs> um, and she said, oh, I was going to put some of your sayings on there. And I thought, hold on. <laughs> I said, hold on, what sayings? And she oh. said, you know, you've got loads of sayings. I like you, you're trying to some Prince Philip character. <laughs> I said, I <laughs> the wit I, and wisdom. I don't think I have any sayings. And, and, oh, and Kat said, oh, you've got loads of sayings. Yeah. You have got loads I of sayings. I think you've got loads of sayings. Yes. I'm worried I'm be- going to become one of those dads that have sayings. Oh, a, you are a collection of sayings, Faye. So anyway, I asked her to leave them blank because I like to think that my, my whole <laughs> work life has been about the anxiety of the blank page. Nice. Mm. So I've left it like that. Also, anyway, how big are they that she can fill them in? Well, they're quite—I would say—they're—they're—they're they're, they're around about a square centimetre. All right. Mm. To put a full saying on, she's going to need to be like one of those people that can write a name on a grain of rice or something. Sure. Yeah. They? Or um, it used to be um, Jesus's head on the uh, head of a pin was a popular one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was in uh, in the court of um, Herod. So. Um, yeah. So uh, my dad. I'll play that in a minute. Stop staring at me. I'll, um, my dad used to do this thing. If ever Cary Grant was on the telly, you know, oh, Cary yeah. Grant. Oh, yeah. lovely. If there was a film with Cary Grant, often a Sunday afternoon would be blah, blah, and the name would come up Cary Grant. My dad would say, Cary Grant from the slums of Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a sort of a slightly <laughs> t- a tactless chat show host introducing the guest. And he always said it. Somebody, if it was in the paper about Cary Grant, he'd say, oh, here you go, <laughs> Cary Grant, from the slums of Bristol. Yes! I don't even know if he was from the slums of Bristol, but, I, I mean, stuff like that, where, where um, you just say the same stuff all the time. <laughs> it's a bit like this show. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, you were talking earlier about uh, little family sort of sayings and yeah, traditions. Yeah, family rituals. You were also getting quite cross because you kept saying, I don't have sayings. I still don't think I have any sayings. And then you went, sure up about it, <laughs> which is your saying. Anyway. Um, we've had a, I didn't like the edge to that anyway. Oh. Um, Tony Golby has emailed us to say, um, on the way back from a football match, when the theme tune to Sports Report comes on, we weave the car from side to side in time to the theme tune. My dad did it, I do it, and now my son does it. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's... that's Is it that one? It's quite jolly, isn't it? Whatever yeah. the tune is, I can't do it. But uh, you can see why it would work. It's a really famous piece of... How can we not know it? Yeah, it's, a, it's a very rousing piece yeah. of um, sports music. That's brilliant, but um, I don't know... Can I say that the official... Um, line of absolute radio is that you should never drive your car in a weaving line no mm. even in the countryside when you're drunk 
Yeah. Okay. We have Frank coming from a theatrical family, as you know. I did mm. do did. Um, you were art and crafts, weren't you? We're very arts and crafts. Yeah. So as you can imagine, we we are basically just a collection of sayings. That's sort of all we are, really. <laughs> okay. We don't really connect other than to quote things at each other. One of our favourites, and it was an old actor friend of my mother's who first said this, if you hear plates dropping or some something crockery or something and you're in a restaurant, we say, uh, trouble in the wings, dear. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, we like say that. that a lot, yeah. Whereas when I worked in uh, in a pub in Murfield, West Yorkshire, as a teenager, if someone dropped a glass, then old Yorkshire men would go, sack the juggler. Yeah, <laughs> really, really annoyed me. Yeah, I've heard comedians on stage say that when someone really? stopped it. Oh, trouble in the wings, dear, is nice. Do you like it? I like it. I watched Bradley Walsh the other night on um, the Royal Variety performance, and he told the story about Tommy Cooper and the FA Cup final. Did he tickets. really? Well, have a cup of tea on me. Oh, have you got any tickets, madam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Retro. Yeah, in it. In it. I had a mate whose dad. Now, this is a confusion to me. So yeah. perhaps you can help me and clear this up. Whenever um, they watch tennis in their house, because mm. nowadays everybody watched Wimbledon. They just you just did. Yes. Even if you had no interest in it the rest of the year. Um, whenever they, you know, when the ball, when they serve and the ball hits the net, mm-hmm. yeah, they would go net, and his dad would say, "Bygones be bygones." <laughs> <laughs> and what really confused me about it was I thought they said net. I oh. thought somebody went, net. So I'm sitting in their house and they go, net, <laughs> bygones be bygones. And I think, well, what, what's going on? Is this um, a Dardaist poem being composed? But um, they say let, do they? They do say let. They do say it. Well, if it hits the net and goes over, yeah. they're saying let. And it lands in, yeah. And I mean, I sat with him once, and probably with 20 minutes was in the house. Mm. He probably said it about nine times. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like the uh, total lack of inhibition about repetition no, exactly. as well. It was the, the idea that he didn't think, well, that's enough now. That's enough bygones be bygones. <laughs> it just, that's I have it a is. thing where um, when my son is having breakfast, he'll quite often have two different cereals in the bowl, and I'll say to him, what are you having for breakfast today? And he'll be like, oh, I've got shreddies and, you know, whatever... Um, what are they called? The rice poppy ones? Whatever. Oh, rice crispy. Oh, golden Those ones, yeah. yeah <laughs> they love a mixture, right? Okay. Captain Crunch. And every time that I'm up, I will say to him and my wife, do you know what? I never had mixtures. I never had two different cereals in the bowl when I was growing up. We just never thought of it. And so now... And it's true, we never thought of it. No. Either that or we never had two different types of cereal in the house. <laughs> I don't know what it was. We might but... do it if we was finishing off a box. Really? Yeah, if we was finishing off a box and we had another, a new cereal arriving. Oh, lucky you. We were always finishing off the dinner party from last <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, really? yeah, but at we least you had breakfast. You breakfast had of volivons. <laughs> <laughs> Cold volivons. But yeah, every day I will say I never had mixtures when I was a little boy. And he'll go, we know! That's now a thing. See, that's it, you've become one of those dads. That's yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm thinking I'm of fine. not letting it... I see, what happens, they grow organically, these dad sayings. Yeah. I'm thinking mm. of maybe getting together with, with some, some comedy writers <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and getting some really polished up, try them out in a few clubs, you know yeah. what I mean, get them right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then uh, I would do that, but I hate comedy writers. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been discussing 
So the, what are we calling it? Family sayings, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, this is one of my favourites. This is in from Peter. He says, Hi, guys, since Titanic came out years ago, I started putting a line of sugar on the froth of my coffee. And with the kids, we shout, Jack, Rose, Jack, <laughs> until the sugar disappears into the cup. <laughs> this still endures today, even though the kids are 18, 21 and 28. I know this is a legacy that my children will pass on. That's but this is what I mean about hidden art treasures in the family attic. Mm. I think if you were watching Jack and Harry, is it what it's called? Jack and Paul. Harry and Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you were watching that, um, <laughs> and and they did that, and there was two characters and they did that, you'd laugh, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Um, we've also had uh, Jane Ward, Harry. who has emailed in, saying, Hi, Frank, on your subject of family must-dos, if we hear the word phenomenon in a conversation or on the radio slash TV, we have to sing the word phenomenon to the tune of the Muppets theme tune, Try It. Is that phenomenon? Not that's, that one. That's phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. I can understand that. We had a similar thing with Steve McManaman. There's people oh joining in in their cars as they're going about their business. I'd I like think Steve McManaman is listening to that. Oh, I hope so. Oh, I'm thinking I'm going to get that um, orchestrated and put it on my website. <laughs> or his ringtone. What comes up when you go? You when you go. Is his phone ringtone? Yeah, McManaman. Yeah. Me and, me and my brothers have a thing. It's not a tune or anything, but... Uh, when my brothers were out on a night out in Huddersfield one night, um, a very drunk girl was shouting at her boyfriend, uh, and I think she was saying, go away, mm. but she was saying, get your sen off, get your sen off. And so my brother said, get your sen off, and she turned round, and now it's become a catchphrase, and I'm going to take out a swear word that she included, but uh, she apparently turned around to my brother and went, you get your sent off and why don't you get yourself a face transplant while you're about it? <laughs> so now we quite often would phone each other up and just say, send off, and leave a message saying, send off. You've abbreviated. It's gone really abbreviated. Mm. And That's face good. transplant. I'm, face glad tra- I'm glad you've pared it down. Oh, we had to pare it down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, get yourself a face transplant is just a thing that we say to each other all the time now. And it was well, pre- I'm glad you're not friends much, with Isabel Denoir. It was pretty much the early days of the first transplant, and maybe she was being topical. <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps it was topical humour on the streets of Huddersfield late at night. Yeah. Yeah. I, Street theatre, maybe. Was it during maybe. the Huddersfield Festival of Arts? I don't think so. Okay. I think it was during I did the, a lot uh, of good work there. Did uh, you? 778. In the 70s, if we went to a wedding or any church function and the priest said, Amen, my dad would say out of the side of his mouth, Andrews. Amen. <laughs> I should I like explain that Eamon Andrews was a, um, was a presenter in the uh, 60s and 70s. Can I say I love that dad? Yeah. I actually love that dad. Eamon Andrews, um, who had a hit with the uh, Shifting Whispering Sands, which was one of those spoken songs that you never get anymore, which began... I discovered the valley of the shifting, whispering sands whilst prospecting for gold in one of the western states, I remember. Anyway, he was commentating on the boxing, and he himself was an amateur boxer. Mm. Um, So it's on on the BBC, so he commentates on a couple of fights, uh, and then a new commentator uh, steps into the seat, there's a bit of shuffling, and then he comes out and fights. Wow. (laughs) I'm... Oh, man, you, that wouldn't happen again, let's face it. Right. Any other texts? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm actually, sure I've not. got one of 
This is one of my own. This isn't a text, but I'd like to share this with you. Okay. Which is again, I'm. Can you text it in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've done. I've done it now. Okay. You've got my money. Are you okay. happy? Um, my mother says when she's being an actress, she says um, when she's in the post office or anywhere where there's a sort of automated tannoy system. I, once she was in the post office and I was on the phone to her and I heard cashier number four, please. And she went, sorry, darling, I'm on. So we say that every time you're on Sorry, darling, I'm on. Sorry, darling, I'm on. <laughs> my, dad, my dad had this thing that if ever anyone had a book out or he was reading a book or something, it didn't happen that often. And you got to the contents page. Yeah. It's, he'd point at contents and say, cows ought not to eat nasty turnip skins. <laughs> And then he'd go the other way and say, school time never ends till nine o'clock. And he said, that's how you remember how to spell contents. And I remember thinking, it's not that tricky, contents. <laughs> you don't, need, a you don't need two acronyms. <laughs> if you can call, I, I don't know if acronyms would be correct, but you, you, don't, you just don't need it. I just, contents, you can handle that. C'est I feel sorry for Daisy, our producer. Just because well, she works with us for a start, <laughs> but also because uh, she was saying earlier that her stepfather says um, every time they get out salad, he says salad days. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would drive salad. me slightly mental. Salad days, I can see the temptation of that. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad gag. It's a good gag. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it may be diminishing by <laughs> repetition, but I went through a short period because she's called Daisy Knight. I used to phone her up. And uh, if I left a message, I'd, oh, I'd, I'd go, Daisy Knight! But I sense she was tiring of it. We do, as a radio family, Frank, I like to think of this as my extended family, we do have an, a sort of singing one, really, which is whenever you're mentioning the name of anyone who's been slightly co a controversial news figure, perhaps, you'll mm. sing it to the tune of The Simpsons, which always makes me laugh. <laughs> you'll go like, Charles Branson! <laughs> I do do that, actually, now you mention it. I do. Do that. Obviously, so you say you've got no sayings, but there's several people been in the news just lately which I can't sing on the air. No, but notice I chose Charles Bronson. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> what a terrible world we live in that uh, Charles Bronson, one of the most <laughs> notorious prisoners, is a safe pair of hands. <laughs> I can't be right. You say you've got no sayings, but the other day, this is absolutely true, I slipped on ice in the street um, and... and properly fell mm. and as i was falling through the air i thought oh i'm having what frank calls one of his falls i was in mid-air blimey maybe actually i don't have any sayings he's becoming one of my sayings <laughs> what do you think of the haircut by the way nice i complimented you on it no, I think it's very, I don't know, but I've been told. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, my American is. army. <laughs> it is, I, yeah. I really like it, actually. I tell you what, I'm... Mr Toppers. When I have my hair cut, I don't... It's a bit like um, buying your blazer a bit big. Yes. Uh -huh. I um, I go a bit shorter than I want it. Because I always yeah. think my my... It's not going to really blossom for two weeks. You like mm. you like to get bang for your buck, darling, don't so, you? So I yeah, think two, yeah. I think two weeks. I'm going to get used to looking a bit bald and that, and then I'll wash it. <laughs> saying, you know, well, it could be ten days, two weeks, two and a half weeks. I'll wash it, look in the mirror, and think, yeah, that's it. I'll tell you what, you'll that's be happy with it after. by Christmas, won't you? Oh, Christmas, Perfect. man, I'll be over that. I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's. It's it's all about deferred gratification. Oh yeah, I love that. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean, Alan Cochran. You can text us on eight twelve fifteen and follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute.
Shall we um shall we begin this hour with rounding up some of the questions from the previous let's, hour? Let's, Would you like let's do the round up. Some resolution. Oh. Uh, TCB over there. We've had a text from uh, Jeff in Hampstead, London. Uh, that just Sorry, says, Frank's doing um, a dad saying. He's saying rolling, rolling, rolling. Now come on. <laughs> Uh, Bluebeard, French fairy tale about Aristo who killed many wives, name given by press to several modern-day serial killers. Blackbeard, famous pirate and befriender of cabin boys. Jeff, Hampstead, oh, London. No, see what's happened there. Is that I, I work for, although I obviously work for Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I mean, I've been putting Bluebeard on my CV now. For <laughs> oh, no. Made a right fool of myself. Oh. I wonder. It's like putting Alan, Sir Alan Sucre. What worries me is <laughs> that if anyone that has asked for a reference, that letter's gone to a fairy tale Arista who killed several wives. Oh, no. That yeah. would account why I've uh, never really had a proper job. <laughs> also, Frank, uh, this news just in Re Lemsip from 705. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, Frank. Boiling water kills all active ingredients of Lemsip just as it kills germs. That's from Warren in Gravesend. In case you just, well, I was just asking why it says on Lemsip you can't put boiling water and you have to wait till it, uh, well, goes off the boil, mm-hmm. I suppose, would be the technical term. Yeah. Kills all active ingredients is a bit vague, though, isn't it? You think? What does that mean? I think it means all the active ingredients that were in there are now dead because you've put boiling water. I think that's pretty clear. What about the inactive ingredients that are just snoozing? What, they wake up corpses everywhere? Corpses and and boiling water? They don't do anything. Why are they in it? A family saying, which I enjoyed, 459, this is Kay. Frank, to distinguish between my brother and my ex-husband, who are both called Gavin, we refer to my brother as Brother Gavin. And whenever we say it, (laughs) we have to briefly put our hands together in prayer and chant. Brilliant. I like that. (laughs) I love it. I know. And uh, Seb in London... (laughs) I said a friend of mine has a habit whenever he runs for the tube and jumps on as the doors are closing uh, of singing the James Bond fanfare <laughs> <laughs> always gets some good looks from the other passengers that's like my uh, brass in pocket it is, it is. Yeah, so yeah. you've got to stick with these things yeah. we, we have a new thing those of you um, listening on the podcast this won't make much sense but people listening live there's a new thing that they do on um, on Absolute and that is that after uh, going up to the news, they have a chunk of adverts, and then they have a little thing that comes on with Matt Berry saying, "And this is listening to Absolute Radio." <laughs> and then it goes back to the adverts, mm. and it's it's listed on my list of buttons as the news separator. Oh. And already, whenever I see, I think news separator. <laughs> <laughs> news. Yeah, you can't get round it. Frank, can I tell you what I'd like to discuss? Right here, right now. Let um, me hear you say, yeah. <laughs> the, I'd like to discuss the Pope. Easy. Because he's finally... I'm gonna, he's sort of come over to the dark side a bit, Frank. I won't have that said. No, I love his holiness, but he's, he's joined Twitter. When you say you love his holiness, do you mean, <laughs> you, do you mean as in him? Yes. Referring, or do you love the holiness that belongs to him? Oh, oh. the office, not the man. It was, oh. it was tricky. See, when you're talking about the Pope, you've got to, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to know, yeah. Um... Frankie's joined Twitter. This is, his, his Twitter handle is at Pontifex. Is oh. that Pope in Latin, apparently? I quite, that's quite cool, no, isn't it? I think it? it's, a, it's a pun on uh, Pontifract. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Big fan of those He loves the, sweets, he he? loves the Yorkshire-based pun. It means you're... Yeah. He, but um, he should have got at Pope. Do yeah, you I think... think s- I worry that someone in Wisconsin has stolen that first. I think at the Pope has already gone. 
Um, no, someone exactly, someone in Wisconsin. Yeah, can't they throw money at the problem? It. You'd think, wouldn't you? He's been cyber oh, I don't want my money that I put on the plate every Sunday <laughs> going to some <laughs> fat bloke in Wisconsin <laughs> who's called something like Dave Pope. That's um, true. The article I read about it was um, trying to guess how many followers he will end up with and saying, like, will he rival Lady Gaga? The whole article seemed to be comparing him to Lady Gaga and I thought, well, he wears some daft outfits, but let's not... Let's not compare it to like, Let's Gaga. have some music. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sort this out off air. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, um, Alan was being... I'm not going to say rude, but um, he was making comments about the, the Pope's he was dress. An, it was anti-Papal remark. I don't think it was. Whereas I'm a fan of the red shoes, we've already established... Yeah. Oh, he wears some fancy Prada shoes, doesn't he? They're yeah. absolutely the most fashion-forward thing I've ever seen. Fashion-forward? <laughs> he looks totes amazed. They, they've, <laughs> been, they've been an option for Popes before, but none of them's really taken up the red card. Uh, he, could, he couldn't why? wait, he couldn't why wait to you... get them on. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him for that. Wait. I won't have a word said against him. I'm, I'm having I'm to be a bit forward. careful about my uh, my Twitter, because I've, I've been a bit sort of, you know, oh, Twitter... Right, um, now you're thinking you fancy it, because well, the Pope's on Well, the Pope's on. I, I, um, I mean, I am one of his followers already, yeah. even on Twitter. Yeah. That's um, true, Frank. But um, I was just thinking that... Uh, I was talking to someone at a party last night. Mm. This is someone else, not the man whose wife had done a runner. Oh. And they were talking about mobile phones, and they got their phone out, and they had a very simple, straightforward... Like just you're, like I know you're like old school. It, 90s. One of those ones that you, you just phone and text on. I don't mm. think it even had a camera. <laughs> you believe it? And I think now that kind of phone has become what you know. At one time, the mobile phone was the the great the height of mm-hmm. op yourselfness. Mm-hmm. If people and now showing one of those simple ones, I think has become a sort of symbol of that. Like people who say they don't have a telly. Mm. It's mm-hmm. become oh no I'm you know I'm not joining in, and I find it, it made me think after again on that journey on the way home that when I talk about Twitter am I being a bit mm. oh I don't have a telly do you know what I mean Yeah I do think it is sort of like being on the electoral roll soon and you will have to join I'm worried that people will say uh, nasty things to the Pope on there though and he'll, uh, there'll be a hostility Well the well, tweets start on December the twelfth he will be tweeting himself apparently. Yeah. He'll be tweeting himself, what's the point of that? <laughs> but I mean he is of a certain age. I wonder if he's got a mobile phone with big buttons. I wonder if he's got one of those ones like I think he's got a, a Pope mobile. A Pope mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> hope I hope he doesn't overtake Stephen Fry. Because Stephen Fry's got about five million. I don't think he'll take kindly to being trumped by his holiness. I just hope that, the, that there is a, a technical uh, assistant to get him through it, because he's an old man. I don't him to accidentally end up on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the abuse you get on there? It might be worse on Twitter, who knows? I'll be like a stranger in a strange land. Mind you, I'll be absolutely honest, I think I, I would I prefer that to him being on LinkedIn. If he went on LinkedIn, I think I'd convert to the Church of England. I wonder if he will end up there. What are we we'll going to do about emails. people on LinkedIn? What are these people who, you know... Can they be I, rounded up? I yeah. hate them, Frank. <laughs> I hate you all on Yeah, somebody LinkedIn. wants to be, uh, wants to put you on there, something on LinkedIn, I'll get there. What are you talking about? Get Leave me alone. <laughs> and also... I'm happy that my... Was it PIP, this stuff? Was that what PPI? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Keep Were you Miss Soul? Keep, keep the, the money. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a drink. Keep your ticket. <laughs> it's a drop in the ocean to you, isn't it? Get off my back. <laughs> Historically Get speaking. off my back with the PPI <laughs> money. <laughs> oh, we've got a check. We've got a check ready for you, it said. We've got a check ready for you for £1,200 PPI. Right, it said. Did you just take check? Back? Keep it. <laughs> a check? Where did this text come from? 1978? <laughs> Do you mean you got a check? Where did you find that? <laughs> I mean, don't bother me. I, I'm not that crazy about texts from friends. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I believe that we're shortly going to go to email corner, but uh, just before we do, um, as you know, the Pope isn't going to be tweeting until... Is it the 12th of December, Emily, that you said that you I believe gonna... so. so I've got I'm a... his uh, representative here I've in the got, studio. I've got a They're few draft on. tweets of the Pope's for when he does start tweeting. Mm. Um, mm. I love Don't... God, hashtag just saying. Oh. oh. <laughs> no? Just been unfollowed by at Judas Priest, I'm not sure why. <laughs> Dude, what, they don't like the band? Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't know that though, would no. he? He's probably just thinking it's someone that he works with, <laughs> isn't it? Like a colleague. This is like this is like working with Stephen Fry. Is it? <laughs> Fed up of people looking forward to time off at Christmas. Hashtag my bid- busiest time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag can't wait until summer. I'm hoping that he does all his tweets in Latin, <laughs> as if to say, yes, I, I'll, I'll come this far, modern world, but you've got to come a little bit towards me as well. I think he is going to do them in Latin, isn't he? Isn't he oh, going to do them in Latin? I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Latin. I think all short, children should be taught it. Um, <laughs> we, um... Oh, God, I think that is actually absolute radio policy. <laughs> <laughs> shall, we go, shall we go there? Let's do it. OK, let's go there. Jurive, or is it Jurive? Jurive, I think it is. Um, from the Pope to uh, an atheist, dear Frank, oh. Alan, and the lovely Emily. I'm an Englishman in New York, and despite my atheist views, I've been listening to the podcast religiously. Oh, <laughs> Alan will be pleased to hear that I often listen on a long run, and in truth, it really helped me to get through a lot of training last year when I ran the New York Marathon. Mm, so thanks very in. much. You got that. In. I really like oh, it. Yeah. people. Actually, that's not quite all. As I was over in London this week and visiting a company called Pentland, who proudly told me while on the tour of their impressive offices that Frank had availed himself, I love the idea of you availing yourself, of their swimming pool whilst training for the great length. No nights moved from me. (laughs) The great length. (laughs) (laughs) That's my version of Mr. Wright. Yes. I'm waiting for the great length around the corner. He says, no nights move from me, even despite the husky voice. I'm very happily married, and I'm now smart enough to try to stay that way. Oh, I like that now. Use yeah, the yeah. word now. Yeah, reform oh, yeah. as a man who's made some mistakes yeah. in the past. <laughs> yeah. He would have been vulnerable to my charms a few years back. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, though, of course, if any of you are ever in New York, I'd be happy to buy you a pint slash cosmopolitan slash club soda. That's John Collins. Oh, I think I'll have a salt beef sandwich over rye. A club nice. soda's quite retro. Are you sure it's not Joan Collins? Oh, maybe um, I'll have a, um, a root beer if oh, I'm in New York. Frank. I'll have the pint of Cosmopolitan. So That's not what he meant, is it? No, that doesn't sound right to me, does it? <laughs> so, Frank, that's exciting. It was. It was very... Uh, that Pentland place where I used to go and uh, learn to swim, um, 
it was really uh, luxurious. And I thought it was like a big leisure centre, stroke art centre. And then all these people came in at lunchtime and mm. I said, oh, do, you, do you work locally? And they said, no, we work here. And it turned out that, 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 that it was like offices and this was just their sort of leisure facilities downstairs. Wow. When I started work, I think we had a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And I often didn't use that. I used to have cold, my, one of my favourite things. I used to take cold sausage sandwiches into work oh, and eat that. I can't. It's actually... like, like eating a batting glove. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're still in email corner. Hello, Mister Radio Cockrell and the lovely Emily. I listen to you when I'm out running. Oh, I really like it. Hello, runners. Why and do you like it? I just like it. It's, it's, you get a really big connection with a podcast when you're running, because there's only you and them. It's different. And it's lovely to catch up on what I've been missing in the UK, brackets. I left the UK in 1998. I've been listening for a while. You see, I have a sense, if people listen when they're running, that we are somehow mixed in their mind with dog mess. Well, that's fine. That's fine too, mm. I think. Mm. Um, I've been listening for a while, but if you could fill me in on the highlights slash lowlights of 1998 to 2011 in the world of Frank, I'd appreciate it. Oh. Naps in the central reservation, question mark, question mark, question mark. How dare you. Emily, <laughs> can you update us on the 30 days to OMG diet, please? Dying to hear the results here in Denver. Love the show. Thanks for making me laugh so consistently. I like the so consistently there. <laughs> like, so. Oh. So what did I do between 1998 and 2011? Yeah, and I suspect he thinks that those years, um, those years covered the falling asleep on the central reservation. No, well, but it stopped by then. That, yeah. that was pre I remember on it? December the 31st, 1998, I parted like it was 1999. <laughs> oh, did you? But then when it got to 1999, You're I stopped. Uh, Did you? I missed... Oh, that's where you and I differed then. <laughs> yeah, because it was odd, because once it became 1999, I didn't have to pretend anymore. Yeah. Uh, I missed the pretense. It, well, was like, it was like the Darwins. Remember that couple of the Darwins after they discovered yeah. he hadn't been killed in a canoe accident? Uh-huh. I think life well, had been Well, you know I'm a big, fan, I'm a big after... fan of his son. Yeah, I remember. One of my obscure crushes. I'd say that the highest point of that year was um, discovering Merlin, the TV show. <laughs> and the uh, the lowest, I'd say, was almost certainly um, it being pulled six weeks later. Yeah. I mean, Merlin. I mean, we should... I oh, know, 2012, your son was born. I was about to say that. That's a period <laughs> yeah, in which exactly. you became a father. No, no, that was after 2011. No, that would have been in there. Um, can I say, by the way, if any of you are thinking... Uh, that you might try Merlin. Um, mm. Can I say it, it features, I think, one of the great credits of all time. Oh, Which yeah. is what? Well, you know what? I, I mean, I've mentioned to you before Zulu is Kono. Mm-hmm. Oh, from, you uh, love that, Frank. Yeah, from uh, Y Fiver. But um, John Hurt as Voice of the Dragon. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm very pleased with that as a credit. That's great. <laughs> it reminded me of um, Anthony Howard as Voice of the Ring. Do you remember oh. that in uh, Lord of the Rings? Mm. It's a quite a well-known Shakespearean actor. I saw the yeah. fa- fabulous Richard III once. Mm-hmm. Um, what a night that was. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't Ryman slang, it was art. <laughs> and he did that. Remember the ring? <laughs> oh, yes, when it got all spooky. I often wondered if uh, that was on his CV. Yes, I do um, Shakespeare, voiceovers, um, jewellery, jewellery work. <laughs> I like it when they put photographed in spotlight and they have two pictures with hat, without hat. That's oh, how yeah. versatile they are. Oh, with, with spectacles, without spectacles. <laughs> um, 
I uh, I don't know. We we can talk about this in a moment, but uh, I don't know if you've seen the um, you know there's footage of uh, dogs driving cars this week on the sort of agenda. I'm setting an agenda. (laughs) Before that, I'd like to speak about the trouble we've had with my dog, our dog, the family dog. You know, we've got a whippet. Yes, I got it just before I joined this show. In fact, Um, I've texted you only this week to say I admired his metabolism. It's a she. (laughs) I know, and you told me uh, they're all they're all he. They're what they dogs. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose so, yeah. I, feel I think people expect that. you to have a boy dog, don't they? they just I think do. I, I call a cat she and I call <laughs> a dog he. Well, cats are feline creatures, you know. Right. Yeah, I suppose there's a logic. Anyway. Well, I don't want to get into details with she's, these things. Um, she's been a bit problematic. Who? The, 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 the cat? No, the whippet. Oh, OK. <laughs> the dog, my dog. Our yeah. dog, Lucky the dog. Problematic. In um, oh, well, there was a period where she was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Hold on a minute. No, not that. Not that. Um, she was soiling during the night. And oh. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. And also she's been uh, she's been kind of barking at other dogs in a confusing way. So uh, I think they do do that, though, don't they, dogs? Oh, I do Yeah, that. they do, if they're, um, if they're nervy and timid. But anyway, this week we've had a, a dog expert come out and have a little chat to her and a look oh. at her. From, and, uh, from which agency? From um, dogexperts.com. I no, don't but know. Where, how do you find the dog? Oh, what, I see. What do you mean? It's, it's from Google. The <laughs> we just Googled it. Like a, a dog therapist. Yes, thing. a dog therapist came out. Because what had happened was somebody had said, well, this during the night. This is a man night, who won't spend more than 10 quid on a pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, that's not true. My reputation for stinginess. I love buying shoes. Um, I. Uh, should, we we had started to because of the fireworks as well. The dogs get scared during the fireworks. So what we'd started to do was when we were putting her to bed, we had a little um, just a little battery operated radio. And we were me. just putting the radio on. What so two way? What like a monitor? No, oh not God, like a baby on, monitor. She's on like CB radio. that whip it. Yeah, but, but it wasn't playing AM. So the dog's been listening to radio two all night, and oh, I can't wow. help but feel like. You shouldn't be playing a rival station to the one that you work on. No, that's wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't know how their radio you figures You have a radio in the dog's basket? We have, we have a little radio by the dog. And this is a whole sort of... And she started to bark and sound a little bit like Janice Long introducing a song. There's a whole the night. It's Paris Hilton side to your yes. personality I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. But anyway, this dog dude basically said, you know, she's a bit nervy and you need more control of her in the house. Mm. The more control you've got over her in the house, mm. the less scared she'll be out in the wide world. And when other dogs come past, you just distract her with a treat, and then, you know, you can you can kind of take some of the nervousness out of her right. life. So it's all about treats now. They're very trembly, though, um, Really it's... trembly, yeah. Or, tre- yeah, often a trembly limb. But they're, I feel embarrassed are, to admit to... genuinely um, trembly. I feel embarrassed to admit to Emily that we're uh, we're now in the market to buy a bomb bag. We need a bomb bag so that we can put all these sliced up bit of hot dogs I in. Even you can still get oh, bomb give bags. my love to your friends in Arkansas. <laughs> a fanny pack. We need a fanny pack full of hot dogs. Yeah. Oh my also, God. what's the full etiquette? of hot dogs? Yeah, you know, little sliced up bits <laughs> well, of hot that's dogs. That's exactly what I used to take to work with me when I first started work. <laughs> oh, in my end is my beginning. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean that's. Um, but my fingers sometimes smell of hot dog sausage if we oh. give it too many. <laughs> this is, this is so, uh, I feel my, my so uncomfortable. My stomach's really knotted up. Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We're talking about Lucky. 
Lucky Alan the Hound. Alan was talking about the Whippet. Lucky the Hound, yeah. There was a slight awkward moment because the, um, the dog therapist that came along to, to deal with her the other day was, um, was Irish. Mm. And you know when you start overthinking things, there was a point where I was talking about how she'd soiled her bed and I said, oh yeah, it was like a dirty protest in oh. there. And then I thought, oh, oh I've gone yeah. and said it. But we had to skirt <laughs> over it. And then there was another awkward moment where, because he wants us to constantly reward the dog for doing good things and then ignore it for doing bad that sort of stuff you know so um that's what i do to my men yeah exactly Mm. no no punishment for bad things oh you don't punish you totally ignore totally ignore the bad stuff and Mm. just reward the good stuff you might as well stop smoking (laughs) 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 so so at one point we were out we went on a dog walk and uh and i said uh, because obviously there was a bit of me that he had a pouch full of sliced up hot dog, and I was thinking, if we're going to be giving oh, the dog dude, the dog dude had his own treats with him, uh-huh. and I thought we're going to be going through probably a pound or two a week just in hot dogs treating this. Does he carry that round all the time? The yeah, yeah. Yeah. when they're in Sausage. the bomb bag, oh. yeah. are they are they in like a packet though in Absolutely. the bomb bag? It's just, just they're actually the sausage is actually up, up tight up against the inside it's of the bomb fabric. bag. Yeah, yeah, it's totally oh. against, it's against the fabric. Oh, no. But just so both the. I don't think he takes it on dates. I don't think he takes it on dates. I'm just desperate to know if he ever gets one caught in the zip. Can you imagine? Oh. Can I just reassure you both? Because I think you're bringing a human level of hygiene to what is a dog. Say he doesn't take it on dates. He could have been training no, no, someone, and I, then he could go straight on. I take my work stuff with me. I, n- I know Lockie <laughs> won't mind if there's a if there's a slight taste of fabric in the in the sausage. <laughs> but, you know they're easy. They're easy going on the food front. Yeah. What I'm thinking is. Let's say, you know, this, the, there's a recession, nobody's job safe. Broken Britain. Mm-hmm. Let's say if the, the dog, dog if the dog dude loses, loses his job, mm-hmm. what's he going to use that bomb bag for then? <laughs> I don't know, maybe international travel or something. But you don't want to put, like, you know... Uh, his passport. <laughs> his, Always bang for the buck. See, I'm more concerned about how he reeks yeah. when he walks You don't want to keep a personal organiser in that bomb bag. <laughs> I didn't get near him, but he's smelled What's he going to put his file on? <laughs> his file <laughs> Along with his Nokia. <laughs> his palm pilot. <laughs> but there was an awkward moment where he said, uh, he said, oh, yeah, just uh, distract her if there's other dogs that she seems a bit scared of. Just stop her and, and maybe practice getting her to sit or give her a treat for the mm. sausage. And I said, um, what, if, uh, what if we ever forget the treats? Because obviously I was thinking mm. this was potentially oh. a pound a week in hot dogs. I'll, yeah. I'll deliberately forget the treats. More than a pound a week, I would Possibly. Oh, I'll be bound. So he just looked at me as if to go, just don't do that. Yeah. Really? He, gave me, he gave me a look as if to go, no, no, I'm teaching you how to train your dog, just train your dog, don't. I mean, sausage, it's not It's not the treat it could be. I know a dog, they like sausage traditionally. Oh, I think they this love bloke, it. He's based his entire theory on Punch and Judy. <laughs> 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 what I would wear is a, a pair of bandoleros. You know the bandoleros that they used to oh, put yeah. the cartridge cases in, those mm-hmm. cross belts that Mexican bandits oh, wear? Oh, yeah, those girls with, yeah. that you yeah. shot. Yeah. Full, yeah. full of Smarties. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and, and just give them a few uh, Smarties. I don't think you're meant to give dogs chocolate, but... Oh, come off it. <laughs> <laughs> Not give dogs chocolate? What are you talking about? It's bad for them. That's all they live for. Dogs? Yeah. You've given dogs chocolate? Have I, have I given dogs chocolate? <laughs> Those, these views are coming from Birmingham 1972. Makes them ill. Now it doesn't. They <laughs> love it. It really does. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Let's have some adverts. I'm going to look into it. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.
Aye, hey, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me what I'm saying. And, and um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've got Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 81215. I say 812.15. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Absolute, absolute, loot, loot. My imagination. There's an think about it all the time. <laughs> is this one of your uh, start of the hour mashups? I'm dreaming. Is that, what, is that what's happening? <laughs> You're in love with me like I'm in love with you, but dreaming's all I do. I like this. this is a nine-year-old in the 90s has had too much cake, and I like it. <laughs> it should be... Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. OK, yes, I need to calm down. Right. People at home, so I've just woke up, I've got a hangover, shut up. Mm. Two I haven't things. even got me to a T-shirt on yet. Two things. Firstly, loving the houndstooth on you, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, I call that dog tooth, Jack. And you call I it know, houndstooth. I know, my darling. Well, let's but call it's the whole thing. Th- yeah, okay. Um, also, I've been poisoned, this news oh, just in. Well, anyway, yeah. um, we've had a text in from Gareth. It's an email, Not actually. Not from Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now to apologise. Go <laughs> <laughs> on. Um, this is Family Sayings. He says, Gareth says, Frank and team, ever since we were young, when we arrived at a destination, my dad would always say, here we are, and to prove it, we're here. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a classic dad thing That's to say. Great. I now find myself saying it even though I don't have kids and have been known to say it even when there is no one else in the car. That's, wow. Those are the best ones. Yeah. Talk about an insight into the modern world. We uh, we got to somewhere the other day and my son, we'd already turned the sat-nav off, and my son went, but we haven't reached our destination. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, we've also got one uh, entitled Family Jokes. Uh, morning, Frank. Do you remember when Eric Morecambe looked out of the bedroom window and an ambulance passed by with its siren on and he said the immortal line, you'll never sell ice cream going at that speed? Both my wife and I say this every time we see an ambulance with its siren on. Uh, much to the annoyance of our 12-year-old son, who says it's no longer funny. But I say it may not be funny to you anymore, but I guarantee he will say it to his children in the future. Yeah. That's from Bill Sandylands. Mm. Oh, I think I went to Sandylands. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's a fabulous uh, theme park. All right. Mm. Based on Absolute absolute Newsreader Sandy Moore. (laughs) Mm. The life and work of Sandy Moore. Yeah, brilliant. Frank, um, 001. Frank, if we want a couple... 001 has finally got in touch. (laughs) I mean, this is great. This didn't even happen. I I watched it. There was 13 episodes of The Prisoner. They never (laughs) tracked down 001. Brilliant. What what does he or she speak? He should be James Bond's boss. Frank, if we want a cup of tea and coffee in our house, we say, hey, TC, in the top cat voice. That's from Shazzy. As in tea or... Mm, As in tea, yeah. But um, more importantly... My coin hasn't arrived, by the way. Your you coin. my coin on a string that I said I... <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, the top cut coin. Yeah, no, no sign of it. Where I think what it? he's done, he's put it in the post box and then uh, then he's pulled it back Although, out again instinctively. Oh, Just FYI, the rocking horse man has been getting in touch with me. Lovely chat on really? Twitter. Yeah, I'm friends with him on Twitter. He does want to deliver it, so we need What's to arrange that, yeah? OK. Um, Frank... Well, I've got a, I've got a lock-up down, down <laughs> south. Have you... <laughs> no, I might get a small stable for it. Frank, we were talking about um, Alan's Whippet. Yes. And uh, Martin Williams has tweeted us to say, did you see the footage of the dogs driving? I assume it was a Rover. Excellent. I, oh, I see. I, um, I, That's um, a good joke. It is, we're off. We're off yeah. in yeah. this section. Um, <laughs> I um, 
I did. I did. I saw a still of the dog driving. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually see mm-hmm. any uh, moving pictures. You need to see some moving pictures. Well, how, how was it? Monty looking out the window in a, in a sort of casual, loose, checking out the ladies' way. Really, it was yeah. fantastic. I mean, I don't want to be pedantic, but it wasn't using its mirrors at all. So on a highway, it would no. have been very hazardous for the motorcyclist. Yeah, I don't know if you could allow them out on the. I'd be. I'd, I mean, it'd be great to have a dog that could drive. <laughs> if I, st- I might start drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my greatest disappointments that Shep never learned. Well, I, I, say. I would. I love the idea of being in <laughs> being in the back seat of a car with a dog driving, and me, me with my head out the window. <laughs> it's a fabulous turnaround. I can't imagine how difficult it'd be get, to get insurance. So presumably Churchill would do it, but nobody else. I um. I don't know. I. I need to talk to you about dog ownership because I've I've been through a big change in my life on the dog ownership front and I think only a dog owner would understand. And there has been talk about Emily possibly getting a well, dog. Yeah. Oh, kept, yeah. That's been kept Just for that. Christmas, though. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's all right now. <laughs> I remember me and David Badil tried to hire one once for a week. <laughs> I couldn't get one. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. You see, I've always assumed that um, you have a child, mm-hmm. you buy a house with a garden, you get a dog. Mm. Yeah. That's, uh, and, and this is because I've always loved dogs. Mm-hmm. And mm. I've always associated people who own dogs as sort of have a, a natural warmth about them in the way that cat owners are, are often sort of cold intellectual types. Mm. Mm-hmm. And evil. the people, um, not necessarily evil, but certainly <laughs> I think evil is in the it's in the ballpark there somewhere. <laughs> but you know, dog owners, I've always thought they're the sort of people you can sit and maybe you know, if you're in a log cabin, a bit salt of the earth types. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, um, dog owners I see round by me, they're drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's on a string. Dog. Yeah, but no, I'm on about the the, the whole dangerous dog thing. Put oh, me I off, see. Yes, put me off dogs altogether, and now oh, I'm thinking yeah. I won't have a dog. Mm. Because well, I've got my eye on a Pomeranian, as you know. Yeah, but you know what I mean—the sort of people now with the big with the big dog, and also all this stuff about not giving it chocolate and all that. Where's the <laughs> fun? Where's the fun in having a dog anymore? I like your reason for not buying a dog is because drug dealers have chocolate. it and you can't give it chocolate. We used On to, that we, subject, we, 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 shit, actually... we used to give it toffee and then then I'd do the voice. So when it was what? when it was mm. chewing, I'd say, "Oh, I how are you this morning?" <laughs> and it looked like he was talking. If you could sink, if you could sink it upright, it's tremendous. Isn't, fun. isn't that how they did the um, horses? What, so they the, did Mr. Ed. Well, they did the actually they did no, they did. Uh, peanut butter on the roof of the mouth. That's right. Oh, yeah. so cool. And some animation for the for the tricky, uh-huh. more wordy section. I hope that was a credit at the end. And some animation. We, um, um, we did have a text clarifying. Uh, Hi, Frank and Co. Chocolate is poison for dogs unless it is made for dogs. And there are chocks made for dogs, and they are available from your local pet store. Best wishes, happy pets, droit witch, which I thought was nice. Now, you see, they have got a reason for championing the belief that you can't give dogs chocolate because they oh, sell really? dog chocolate. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I so. Well, I'm, all I'm saying is we had loads of dogs and we always gave it chocolate and they, you know, they lived They old. all died. They got <laughs> old. Well, they died eventually. Do you know what they do now? I've got, um, when I get my Pomeranian, uh, my David, my male manicurist, oh, his yeah. partner, um, who, who's male, he, they run uh, a doggy daycare centre... Oh. Fabulous, but what it, it um, you can Skype the dog throughout the day. You're kidding me. Yeah, no, 
wow. it's fantastic. So then I'll, it'll be nice. It's like, it's like having a child or something. But you'll constantly worry about your dog because when you no. Skype saying no, how no. you're feeling and it, it, it Skypes back rough. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, well, you can't Skype Lockie. She used to be on CB. <laughs> Definitely. What I'm looking for, if I could get this is the only dog I think I'd tolerate now. Yeah. If I could get a very intelligent, dominant dog, uh-huh. that I could then I could get a job as a dog walker, and I needn't go. <laughs> I could make that one as the lead dog, like I do with huskies, and it could just take them out to the park for two hours and drop mm. them off at their respective houses, yeah. and um, I'll grab the money at the end of the week. <laughs> Team leader. That's what I'm going to call that animal. If you've got one like that, I suppose a rocking horse. Mm. No. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. You know, we were talking about uh, dog owners and, and you, you being a fan of the dog owner and me thinking cats are, cat owners are slightly evil. And mm. we've had a text in from 735. Frank, may I remind you, Hitler loved his dogs. Oh, yeah, true. Blondie. True. He, yeah, he died, died in the legs of his Alsatian. <laughs> Hitler did. Well, they don't have arms, do they? <laughs> he died in... In the legs of his Alsatian. Did he actually? Yeah. Him and, I think him and um, Ava Braun and Blondie, the, the Alsatian, were, were in a heap when they were found. Really? Mm. Yeah, he took cyanide and uh, Ava took cyanide and he gave Blondie a double-decker. <laughs> <laughs> that did the trick. Blondie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Blondie. <laughs> Where's Blondie? Frank, 402, says, Morning all, hot dogs absolutely work. My intellectually challenged beagle... Now mm. has an impressive repertoire of tricks courtesy of sliced hot dogs. That's from Joe. P.S. You can get big jars in Poundland. Excellent. Oh, See, I don't think they should be called... Um, these are not hot dogs. These are frankfurters, aren't they? Hot dogs would suggest that they're that worried the about the cannibalism thing. No, I'm fine a dog with, hot I've dog. always been fine with uh, <laughs> cannibalism. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to know where you stand I, on I that. still write to Armin Mivers, the uh, German cannibal in prison. <laughs> Oh, yes, I remember him. I've suggested Star a, Trek, wasn't he? I've suggested a civil <laughs> partnership. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just thought that would be a great brag, wouldn't it? What about dropping that on my girlfriend? Well, did I tell you I've, I'm in a civil partnership with Armin Meyer as the German uh, cannibal? <laughs> Hot dog? Good, uh, good, good data retention on his name, by the way. Oh well, you could, I'll I never forget a German cannibal. It wasn't like it was a run of the mill story. Rules as well. Yeah, never exactly. forget a That's German one of my sayings. <laughs> That's like me and my uh, Sophie Omogbokpu. Yeah, exactly. Who mm. well, I hope you're familiar with her work. I'm not aware. Frank. She um, had a, a dispute with Cheryl Cole in a toilet. In the toilet. Oh, it was her. Yeah. Toilet attendant Sophie Omogbokpu. I, I know her work. Yeah, mm. I didn't know her name. Do you know her work? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> How is she handing over the breath the breath freshness? She was good, yeah, yeah. Okay. Little uh, little splash of Paco Rabanne as well. Mm. You see, don't squabble with the national treasure. Are we um are we heading to email corner? Is I that part of Oh, do you the want intention? the music and everything? Yes. Oh, okay. It's up to you. I think the, I just think sometimes the, the the listeners are thinking, oh, not this. Well, why don't you jingle. sing it, darling, a little bit? Email corner, <laughs> darling. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds okay. horrible. I like to. <laughs> um, hi, Frank. Email corner. Oh, the fall could have done it. There you go. He went this week. He got excited. Yeah. I did. I went to the fall. Someone threw a, a pint of beer over uh, Marky Smith's wife. Oh, because that never happens at a full gig. No, but it shouldn't throw it over a lady. Yeah, no. how did that go down? 
She she was angry. Was she? We all were. How was Mark? He was all right with it. Was it? <laughs> he sort of restrained was it that. Was it Mark? No. He sort of held her back, saying, you know, as if oh, it's an occupational hazard. Like, we've all had a drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, we're in email corner now, officially. OK. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I'm a 16-year-old boy from Canterbury, and I absolutely love your show. It brightens up my day and sends me into school upbeat and cheerful. Well, there isn't enough for that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff now sending kids into school upbeat and cheerful, but mm. it's not legal, any of it. Mm. No. But there is a problem. Uh-oh. Um, now, this strays awkwardly towards praise, Frank, but you'll... But hear him out. I always find myself laughing a lot and get many stares from passers-by who don't seem to comprehend comedy through earphones. I've become so embarrassed I have to resort to wearing a scarf that covers my mouth and nose. While this is fine in the winter, I'm dreading the summer months when I can't cover my grin. What do you all suggest I do? That's from Sam. Well, leave it to us, Sam. Uh, we'll be less funny in the summer. <laughs> oh, how's, I, that, how's that for a deal? I, I had a better idea. Um, motorbike helmet, full leathers. Oh, lovely. Yeah. In the summer? Well, why not? Yes, yeah, pizza delivery man chic. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the way, the way I cut, I'm currently listening to um, James Boswell's Life of Samuel Johnson um, as an audiobook, 43 hours, 13 minutes. Wow. Mm. And uh, I, I find myself uh, laughing at that and sometimes applauding. And... Uh, I find that I, what I've done in order to... Because people used to stare. What I've done now is I just uh, release just a little bit of dribble from the corner of the mouth. <laughs> and, uh, no, and no one looks. Oh. No one looks anymore. What else? I've got an email here. Have you? Um, yeah, it's a doozy, if I uh, can say that. Spoiler alert, it's a doozy. Um, I'm listening to last Saturday's podcast and wondering how overhearing your partner saying he's awful can make that guy storm out of the pub, etc. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, guy? a guy, yeah. yeah. He, he'd heard his, uh, his girlfriend describe him as... Yeah, he's awful. I don't, like I said, I don't assumes, think it's that bad. Like, I, even at the time I pointed out that the end of the sentence could have been at tennis or, um, mm. you know, he's awful because he spoils he's me so much. He's awful being you know. rubbish. Or yeah, Dick yeah. Emery, but I like him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about finding out that your girlfriend of nine years um, is practising black magic and voodoo without your knowledge on a random email and then finding a small coffin full of needles and weird powders in your bedroom cupboard? Needles and weird powders? He's going out with Pete Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I was more concerned about the girlfriend of nine years, but I think it's, uh, it's the length of the relationship. He's practising black magic. He's, oh, he's then put, I know how it feels now. Um, he's got a black magic woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, looking forward to seeing Alan's stand-up show in Cambridge 2013. And if you need any help with things in French, fire away. Cheers, Jean-Luc. Oh, mm. God, it's a, that's a good uh, switch at the end. I didn't see the Oh, French. I love a French. I went out Lovely. with someone who said to me, um, I, I must have told you this before, she said, I, I took your fingernails that you left in, in the ashtray in the bedsit. I was living in a bedsit then in... Uh, in right. Harborne in Birmingham. Mm. She said, I took your fingernails. I said, all right, thank you she very didn't. much. And she said, uh, I can use those now in a spell and I can make you love me forever. She did not say that. She did honestly say that. But she didn't do but it. How long did you go didn't, out with grot bags for? Didn't, didn't work. Grot bags. <laughs> it was, a, it was a, you know, obviously I went off her a bit after that. But, uh, <laughs> also, I, what I didn't tell, they were actually toenails. So God knows what <laughs> happened with the spell. Oh. She might have given me the, the power of flight. <laughs> And uh, I, I've just never tried it. Never had the nerve to try it. This is 
Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank. What? As Oh, my mm. God. Um, I hate it when you're like this. As a professional watcher of my weight, um... You look like you're cringing. Why is that face? <laughs> I, I'm thinking, does, does, do you mean that you are or I am a professional watcher of your wife? Yeah, it I did am. sound for oh, a okay. bit like you thought Frank professionally kept you on and off the scales. And <laughs> yeah, I, it's too big a responsibility. I was when I say it's too big, I don't mean... <laughs> you don't mean there's junk in the trunk. How dare you? No. I, talking of junk in the trunk, see, I've been very alarmed to hear... Did you read about this um, Brazilian prison inmate who... His oh, escape got, plan... He got stuck. He got stuck, mm-hmm. Frank. He got stuck in the hole. Um, they smashed uh, a hole through the side of the prison wall, but um, did you see lovely, him coming out? It's a lovely old-fashioned way of getting yes. out of prison, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Knocking a hole through the wall, brilliant. He was bald as a coot. Yeah. The fella? As a coots. Um, yes, the fella. He was bald as a coot? Yeah. I, the, do, I the, think they do that in prison, so you can't get your hair pulled during a fight. Yeah, he was a bit Bronsonian. All right, I thought it was a Brazilian thing. Uh, no. Oh! Lovely. Thanks very much. Thanks I very much. I've gone out on such a high. <laughs> but I, you know what I was shocked about, Stop Frank? <laughs> I thought being in prison, um, and inmates can put me right here, but I thought you became something of a muscle Mary because I thought they all worked out and read the Bible and things. Do you know what I mean? There's not that much to do. Well, I can only speak of uh, my friend Armand Mifus, the uh, German cannibal. <laughs> It's hardly a typical diet wise. If anything, he's lost weight because they don't they don't cater for the specialist diet. Mm. <laughs> I must say. He's this on a George and the Atkins, isn't he? In the, he'd like to eat Atkins uh, Exactly. <laughs> uh, he um this prisoner that got stuck in the hole. Yeah. I felt a bit sorry for him because the headline said something like prisoner too fat to escape. And he wasn't actually he was actually a big, strong bloke. Mm. Strapping, yeah. But he'd escaped with another, a little prisoner, and hasn't he? Who'd, who'd gone through first? That little guy had thought, "What oh, time yeah. is you're going to get through? Let, let me go through first. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. felt a bit. But it was, it was a comical. I, I, yeah, I, when it says I, prisoner too fat to escape, it could also have said hole too small for man to fit through, couldn't it? Yeah, like this man. But the fact a thin man had got through and a fat man yeah. got stuck was so classically Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely. What excuses has he got, though, Frank, to not work out? I've got a lot on. <laughs> I just like the idea that he cleared a space <laughs> on the ground, put his elbow on it and looked into camera when he got stuck. <laughs> I hope that happened. The, the prison warden uh, gave a quote. He said, look, he has a very large physique and is also very tall, which I thought was very kind. It's like when a friend says when yeah. the dress doesn't fit you, well, you're big bone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Statuesque. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I think what they should have done is, rather than let him get into trouble, is they should have covered him up with a giant poster of Rita Hayworth. Oh, yes, it's a Shawshank redemption joke. (laughs) Get over it. Finally, on this show. Oh, dear, we've been trying to get one in for such a long time. Do you remember the prisoner? That joke's like music to my ears. There's a a prisoner who escaped, do you remember him, with um, dental floss. He collected dental floss and made a rope. Did he? He collected it over, like, three years and made a rope. It was absolutely true story. Yeah. But I always thought, not only did he escape, but you know that sort of gond you get around bars mm. in yes. a prison window? It cleared all that out. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. That's one of my favourite ones you've ever done. Thanks. Uh, Frank, this is from Sarah, who says, whilst... Oh, she's a Sarah, actually, because she says, not the poisoner, but more of that later. Mm. Whilst listening to my local radio show, I was thrilled to hear of a new invention. What will they think of next, Alan? That has been necessitated by the continual increase in excess baggage fees. These wonderful... Not the sausage bomb bag. (laughs) (laughs) These wonderful inventors have designed wearable luggage... After checking out the website, I decided that this product may be suitable for the boys on the show, taking into account Frank's loathing of wheeled luggage and the cockerel's inclination to save a few bob wherever possible. However, I feel that the Divine Miss M would rather be seen out on the town with the gaffster than wear one of these garments. Kind regards. Well, I, I have actually I've worn one of these um, jackets. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like... Um, it's There's no sleeves on it. And uh-huh. it's got massive. In, the pockets are so big that you mm. just you just wear it on over your normal clothes. And I, I could get a laptop, book, uh-huh. everything you could possibly need on a flight mm. just in the pockets of this thing. It's like a sort of a flimsy Ivy's jacket, but with massive, mm-hmm. hard-wearing pockets. How did it look? <laughs> it didn't look great. Okay. No. Okay. Um, but you're only really wearing it for boarding, and then yeah. Disembarking, if but you will. I d- I d- oh, because only a few thou will see you then. But I don't need that much on a plane. I don't know why people have. To- I see people with their hand luggage is on wheels. No, this is to save people putting it in the hold and having to pay like a fifteen pound. Mm. Work harder. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. I thought. I also all I need on. A- I found. You know those games that you get like a clown's face. With mm. some holes in it, indentations and ball bearings, oh, yeah. and you roll them around and you try and get the ball bearings into the indentations. Do you remember those games? Yeah, I do. I found one of them would get me through a long haul flight. <laughs> do them on a plane that you've no chance. You've made it too difficult for yourself, haven't you? No, no it's, wonder it's you've got a long haul once, once, you're, once you're in cruise uh, mode, it's, uh, when I say cruise <laughs> mode, <laughs> mode, I don't what, mean sitting next um, to Tom Cruise in one A. I Lovely. don't mean living in a false marriage. I mean um, <laughs> once the plane settles down. <laughs> And you know what? If the uh, the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again uh, this time next week, and it'll be our last week, our last show of 2012. What a glorious year it's been. What a great summer of sport. Anyway, so um, we will hopefully um, be all gathered together then. Um, good night, and God bless you. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.